Hello and welcome to another episode of this emergency podcast uh, by the Ballers Bay Pod, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. I've always wanted to say that, and here I get a chance to say it. Uh, this is even more emergency because I wanted to do this before any of the awards were released, but I woke up to one of the awards released for Marcus Smart. So here we are discussing again, a little late, but uh, nonetheless discussing the NBA awards, uh, probably one of the most important awards of the regular season. Uh, something that I personally think should get more emphasis because the regular season is a lot of work and for people to do this every day in and out, uh, I think it takes a lot of effort and these NBA awards are a reflection of that. So we already know. So without further ado, let's jump into all the categories uh, and discuss uh, the different nominees, the finalists and who won it. Let's start off with the first one, the one that we know has already been given out, which is the defensive player of the year. Uh, Well-deserved to Marcus Smart. I think uh, people were kind of bored of Rudy Gobert. Uh, he's been sort of uh, shamed uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think people are just like, all right, we just got to give it to somebody else. And that's totally fine. Uh, there was, for me, when the finalists were announced, I was really torn be- between Mikhail Bridges and Marcus Smart because Mikhail Bridges is the best defender on the team that has the best defensive efficiency. Uh, what this really means is that that means Mikhail Bridges is the best defensive player because he guards all the shooting guards or sometimes even the point guards on the opening uh, on the opposing party but marcus smart man like uh, he has been so good every year uh, that he's been playing that i think a lot of people kind of voted for him one is because boston has just you know post i think all-star uh, weekend they have gone from i think sort of the lower end of the defensive efficiency to almost number one uh, and marcus smart has a huge role to play on this uh, well deserved i can't hate on it i think it was a toss-up between mikhail and marcus and i'm totally fine with marcus getting it i would have personally given it to mikhail uh, just because of the kind of players he has to guard and how well he does it while being a productive offensive player. So I think all of those I would have given Mikhail, but no problem. Marcus Smart just edged him out. No problem for me. The next one, coach of the year, has to be Monty Williams. Uh, there's really no other person. You know, the other finalists are Taylor Jenkins from Memphis, Eric Spolster of Miami, and Monty Williams of Phoenix. I think this award easily, easily goes to Monty Williams. Uh, the Suns have been playing inspired basketball, uh, running plays that Everybody knows they're going to play, but they play them so well. Um, very tight rotations, uh, extremely well thought out plan, executed uh, obviously by Chris Paul because you know coach can coach, but then on the in the end you need a person that can execute it on the floor, and Chris Paul executes it to the T. So uh, Monty Williams, I think, is the big favorite. I don't see Spolster uh, even making it anywhere close. I think Taylor Jenkins is going to get some votes because Memphis has been playing really, really well. Uh, but I think Monty Williams is going to get the award. The next one, most improved player. So this is the category that I'm not very sure the uh, nominees or the finalists are really... It's not fair. It's not fair on one of the finalists. And one of them, one of the finalists is Ja Morant. Uh, I don't think Ja Morant has improved as such because he was phenomenal last year. And he's just gotten better this year. But... I think the most improved generally goes for somebody who wasn't very good last year and this year has had a breakout year. And both Garland and DeJounte Murray fall in that category. Um, I think Morant Ja is going to win it because he's famous and he's played phenomenally well. Uh, but based on the essence of the award, I think it's between Garland and Murray. Um, and if I have to go, I'm going to pick Murray, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I love Garland too, but I think uh, Murray definitely last year was not as productive, as efficient as he was this year. Uh, same with Garland. I think Garland really had uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal year, but I think Murray has had an overall much better year. So I'm going to give it to Murray just a little bit. I mean, all of these categories are so so tough, man. Like this year has been a phenomenal basketball year because so close to each other. The parity in the league is amazing. 
and uh, I, I'm all for it. Uh, I hated the Golden State Warriors reign, uh, not because they didn't play good basketball, but it was just, you know, it was, you knew they were going to win. They were destroying everybody. But this year, there's parity. They're great teams, great players, uh, kind of a change of guard kind of year. So I go, I'm going to give it to Murray, but I wouldn't be mad if Garland wins it. Rookie of the year, I think Scotty Barnes is going to win it. I don't think there's anyone coming close to it. I think Scotty Barnes has been the breakout uh, talent this year. Uh, Evan Mobley, you know, is my second favorite for this and Cade Cunningham, my third. Uh, I really think that Cade is a much, much more better player than he's get, get given credit for because he has been asked to really carry an absolutely bad team uh, in his first year. And he did start off slow. He did start off kind of understanding uh, where he fit in the organization, where he fit in the rotation, where he fit in the NBA. But he's been playing phenomenal since the All-Star break. Scotty Barnes has the uh, advantage of playing in a system where his abilities were really maximized. And he just came out, man. Scotty Barnes is kind of Kawhi 2.0. Not 2.0, Kawhi 0.75. I don't know if that's really the right thing, but that's how I feel about Scotty Barnes. Great defensively, just a beast, uh, focused, uh, phenomenal player. And Evan Mobley is, uh, I would say, young Timmy uh, in a lot of ways. But I, I just thought Evan Mobley had the opportunity to like take. And when people don't take when they're given the opportunity, especially with all the uh, uh, injuries going on, you know, uh, he should have done it. He should have... Uh, put his hand up and say, I'm going to take this team to the promised land and just, uh, you know, gone to town. Like if I was Evan Mobley, if I was Sunford two and uh, a top prospect, that's what I would do. But I'm not him. So we shall not talk about that. Sixth man of the year is the only award, which I think is a lock. I think nobody's picking anyone other than Tyler Harrow. Uh, Tyler Harrow is a starter who's playing in the sixth man position. There's no doubt about it. He's the second most important player on the in the best team uh, in the East. And so my award goes to Tyler Harrow. Cam Johnson, man, Great year, um, not truly a sixth man, um, but does a lot of things. I think he would have to have had some more points on the board to make it interesting or compete with Tyler Harrow. Kevin Love, man, come on. All right, and now the most important award of all, the NBA MVP award. This is a tough one. I think anybody that's been listening to the Ballers Bay podcast or listening to me knows who I pick for MVP. Uh, I think I pick Jokic. I think he deserves it. Uh, and I wanted to make an entire podcast about this, about why Jokic deserves the MVP. Um, but I just didn't get the time, so I'm just going to let it go. Uh, but best player, uh, most valuable player for his team, uh, if the Bucs and the Sixers had more wins, I think one of the two would be considered MVP. Like if they were a 60-win team uh, like the Phoenix Suns, I think I would have not given it to Jokic. But Jokic's team is just three wins away from both Giannis and Joel Embiid's team, both of whom had phenomenal teams, played in the East. So, so my vote goes to Jokic. But I think based on the media narrative, which has been floating around, uh, for the last two weeks, I think I think Embiid may sneak in. I really think Embiid is going to sneak in. You know, he's played his card of being extremely disappointed with the media. A lot of talking heads have put Embiid. Shaq has put Embiid, and all that matters. You know, like all these like uh, media narratives matter in the end of the day. So I would be very surprised if Giannis wins. I don't think Giannis is going to win though. So it's between Embiid and Jokic. Um, my vote would go to Jokic, um, but I think even if Embiid wins, it will be totally deserved. All three of them deserve. This is the closest MVP race I have ever witnessed. Um, as someone who follows NBA, is so close. Everybody is really, really, really good. And they, each of them have uh, pluses and minuses of the game. Uh, but yeah, my, my vote to Jokic. And let's see who wins it. I think probably it's going to be Embiid. So, so uh, thanks a lot. This is a quick wrap-up for the NBA Awards.